It's the Loftus Party European Year in Review. Yo, what's up, my dogs? <laughs> um, so what we're doing is recording this like right before New Year's because everybody's going to go out and party and they're going to be crazy and they're going to be tired and we're going to be in no mood to no. do this. So we're doing it now because we are movers and we're shakers and we're thinkers. So I love it. So this is our big uh, year in review show. I want to talk about uh, the big moments from 2017. I want to talk about uh, things we're looking forward to in 2018. Uh, moments from uh, interviews that we did uh, for the TV show and for the YouTube channel. And moments from the podcast that, that cracked us up. Just fun. Just let's just look back with a big smile on our face. And uh, I will start off with this. The, our numbers were great. You look back at the year, the, the the website's doing awesome. And that's just 2018. You guys, you have not seen anything yet. You have not seen anything yet. It's going to get better and better and better. However, uh, the subscriptions to the YouTube channel are way up. The views are up. The Facebook page way up. I, I love to see it. I love to see See it all coming together. So I want. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody and for for supporting uh, the channel, the Loftus Party, the website, all of it. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are doing great. I could not ask for anything more. Uh, so now we just have to create uh, fun content and share it. Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Not only is this our New Year's show, it's also the hundredth podcast. That is a huge number. It is. That is – and I, I never – it's like I always tell this to my my family and, and whatever. Like you can't think about chopping down uh, the big giant tree. You can't think about digging a hole through a mountain. You just pick up your little axe or your little shovel and you start digging. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, wow, episode 100. And here's the other great thing. To that, like episode 100 is huge. That's uh, that's a, that's about two years, right? Mm-hmm. Two years uh, of fun and funk on a Sunday afternoon. And the numbers are growing. It's like it's not, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I would, I would be bummed out, and I would tell it, and I would, and I would totally like wrap myself up in a blanket of my own tears if like things were getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, but they're not. Actually- that's the wonderful thing. Yeah. That's what I love about it. And we're going to do more interviews uh, in in the future. I've always said this. I said this from episode one, and I'll say it again at episode 100. We're figuring it out as we go along. And and what what we were doing uh, a couple weeks ago, and we'll, we'll get back to doing that. I didn't realize how many people would say yes to being on the podcast. Really? You know, like, yeah, I, I really didn't. I really don't. Like, if – like Michael Steele, that mm-hmm. that's a huge uh, get. Other guests that we've had, uh, I always go to Michael Steele because that just seems so legit. <laughs> it <laughs> just like, seems like a legit guy. Uh, but we're gonna do more of that. It makes you serious. It does. It does. I'm not just some goofball uh, comedian that that hangs out every every week for an hour. So we're gonna do more of that. I want to do more clips, and it, it, we'll have more fun. However, uh. I'm buddies with, and this is this is very funny, and this is for other people who I know. There's we have we have listeners who do other do other podcasts, 
uh, and I've listened to them and I've checked them out and I'm blanking on the names of some of them now. Uh, dangerous thinkers. I want to say dangerous thinkers or dangerous minds. Uh, there's a woman who does that. She's fantastic. Oh my gosh. And there's another girl who does one. However, uh, I'm buddy with the guy, uh, buddies with the guy who manages Joe Rogan and, and Joe has an insanely successful podcast, insanely successful. And this dude, his manager looked at me, oh, six or seven months ago. And mm-hmm. he goes, it'll, it'll take five years. It takes five years. And that's when you see – and that's when you see the huge ba-boom. If you can do it for five years. And he was like completely stone cold, straight up, just spewing honesty. So uh, two down, three to go. <laughs> Let's try to cut that in half just to see if we can. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm down for that. I there dig a go. race. I dig a race. How about how about we do it by episode one hundred and one? That would be great. That <laughs> would be would awesome. Be. Yeah. You know, and and I want to say something else here, just just for the listeners, the gentle listeners. I want to remind myself to call them the gentle listeners. We could put ads on here right now. Mm-hmm. We could be we could be like ruining your podcast experience by throwing up ads, but but like we're not going to do that until it's worth our while. Like right. like, and I mean like. In a rewarding, like it's a product we believe in. I, I want to, that's how I want to do it. The like wonderful Cy thing about Cam. the internet. Like Sycam. Uh, those people hooked me up. I know. You said you love them so much they should advertise on the podcast last week. Right now, right mm-hmm. now, yep. I would run ads for Zycam. I would run ads for uh, edible vitamin C. There you go. I would run ads for Folgers Coffee. I would run ads for Marlboro Lights. Oh, God. I would run ads for uh, that kind of thing. There you that go. Because kind of, like they've affected my life. I would run ads for anybody who's been hypercritical of uh, Disney and what they've done to uh, Star Wars. But yeah, that, we're gonna yeah. Get... I saw that video. That was like your longest vlog yet. Pure hate. Oh, it was. It was pure, just – Pure venom. Pure yep. venom. And – uh, that video is doing very well. Yeah, and 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 you know I agree with everything you said, everything. Yes, but I still can't get angry. Well, here's the thing, and and I, I don't want to. Uh, well, well, we're starting the show from a, from an honest place, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys right now. I saw the movie uh, Star Wars: A New Hope when I was a very 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 little kid, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. It's one of those moments where something clicked. In yep. my little uh, brain. And when when you go to New Hope and then you go to uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and all that stuff. And, and you look at, uh, oh, George Lucas uh, was good friends with Joseph Campbell. Uh, Joseph Campbell who wrote uh, The Hero's Journey, Myths to Live By. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my goodness, uh, Luke Skywalker uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's the same relationship uh, that Merlin has uh, with King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And it's the same relationship that, you know, it's, it goes back to Greek mythology. These are timeless stories. Uh, it's the same relationship uh, that Frodo Baggins had with Gandalf the Grey. It's the same. It's these epic storylines. And that is why it works. Great care went into that. And to see someone take something wonderful – and start to squander it is heartbreaking. And the fans 
are I, I love it that there's a petition to have this film, uh, The Last Jedi, thrown out of the Star Wars universe as as canon. And I, I agree. I totally agree. And, you know, and the other ones, and I'll say this, uh, the, the Phantom Menace attack of the clones and, and all that, the, the prequels, mm-hmm. at least those at least those stories made sense. You can you can bitch about the execution of them and the poor direction and the actor's choices. And why didn't George Lucas have him do it again? And whatever the stories made sense. You have now what they say. Uh, you've jumped the shark. You have gone off the rails. It was insulting to people uh, the, to people who love these movies. It's insulting. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw New Hope was in the drive-in. Love it. When I was about five. <laughs> nice. And I remember when it first came on HBO, which was like five years later, because that's how long it used to take to like hit a, you know, movie service or whatever my brother and i literally watched it every day (laughs) for like a month and a half and by the Mm -hmm. time it was over we could like act the whole thing out yes yeah that's where i was too Mm -hmm. i went through i went through two rounds of it i had uh my buddy sean and i sean kellison we would walk to the movie theater i would spend my paper route money uh you know go to see it like every saturday just go boom boom then uh, years later, my sister, my, I'm, I'm the youngest of five kids. One of my older sisters uh, worked at a movie theater that was even closer. It was like a second run theater. Mm-hmm. They would show like because because cable hadn't been invented yet. Right. And they had they had Star Wars there. And I could literally just walk. If my sister was working there, I could just walk to the theater, poke my head in, see what part they were at, watch that scene and then walk out. It was fantastic. And then I remember, too, when um, Return of the Jedi came out, one of the theaters near us actually ran the whole trilogy. Oh, yeah. In an event. And that was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's – and then – and this is the classic mistake uh, that filmmakers make. They're, they're in a, a point now where George Lucas is no longer involved. Mm-hmm. And they know they, being Disney and the shareholders, whatever, they think they know more about the Force than George Lucas does. And when when you have people, or the fans, oh my gosh, Mm. when when Princess Leia is floating around in outer space, just dead as a doornail, just dead as a doornail, and all of a sudden her eyes open up, and the Force somehow. Uh, keeps her eyeballs from exploding in the vacuum of space and then whips around like a frozen popsicle. And th- that's where I'm out. I-, I-, I wanted to scream. I wanted to scream. <laughs> well, because given watching? the real, re- real life status, and I did agree with your rant here, given the real life status of things, that would have been an excellent way to exit the character. And you still had the emotional portion of Kylo Ren not actually pulling the trigger that killed his mother. Somebody else did it to her. You know, all of that would have fit together very well, being that Carrie Fisher's no longer with us. It so. would have been beautiful. Yep. And then with her passing, you would have needed Laura Dern's character. She mm-hmm. would have actually had something interesting to do. <laughs> Meantime, you're watching Princess Leia. You're going back to watch her thaw out. Oh, it was ridiculous. I, I And I really <clears> – <throat> I don't that's, when just, on that's when you just. That's when you just shut down. 
shut down. Oh, said, I, I'm literally, done. I, I was ready to laugh out loud mm-hmm. at, at certain points. I, I, I just, it's bad. It ain't good. And now I'm seriously worried about the Han Solo movie. Oh, yeah. And see, see, you know this. He is my favorite, my absolute favorite character in that series. And if that's bad, ooh, I'm going to be yeah. really upset. I mean, the logo yeah. is terrible. It, uh, but I, something happened where they had to bring Ron Howard in. That, that never bodes but here's, well. Yeah, but Ron Howard, I think, would at least, um, pay homage to the canon and try. Oh I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think he's, he's going to get it a little better. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he will come in and save it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like something, something really, really bad was happening where Disney was like, uh Oh, we, we better get someone in here who, who can save it. So, well, and, and that uh, is one of crossed. the things, one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2018. So I hope it doesn't let me down. Yes. Yes. It's one of the things that I'm looking forward to as well. Or I was, I was about two weeks ago. <laughs> now you're just scared. Now I'm like a head shy puppy waiting for someone to smack me in the nose with a newspaper. But you okay. know where you won't get smacked in the nose? Uh, where? Infinity War. It's and and it's going to be boring. It's going to be boring. No. Uh, but it not Infinity War. Oh. I'm, I'm saying to the to the people who are listening because we we've, we've railed on this before. There's a way to do things right, mm-hmm. and you care. And you're a perfectionist and you deeply love the characters and that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Love it. That's that's how you do it right. Then there's the way to do things wrong. You, uh, you, it's, and that's DC. I still haven't – I tell you what. I haven't seen uh, Justice League yet because I, I literally – and this is how I am as a, as a giant fan. I, I don't want to see – if I see it, then it's real. If I see it and I see them totally screw the pooch – then, then you have to like accept reality. So I'm, I'm waiting for uh, Blu-ray. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. It wasn't really good either. No, and I they mean think it's just very. You know, first of all, like bitter Batman is just not Batman to me. Well, bitter Batman is the uh, bitter Batman. That's I, I swear, like his it face sounds like, through it sounds the like whole he's from thing. Israel. I'm Bitter Batman. No, Hello, no, I'm Bitter Batman. No, like just he even even in the costume, he just looked downtrodden, old and beaten. That you see now now you're singing my tune. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Batman was kind of uh, not doing so well as a franchise mm-hmm. in the late 1970s early 1980s. Right, that was all Superman. And, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Superman was having a, was having his heyday because Richard Donner, the director, loved Superman. They offered mm-hmm. they offered Richard Donner to direct Superman. You will believe a man can fly, Christopher Reeves. Richard Donner turned it down. He's like, "No, thank you." He's driving home, he's going down Sunset Boulevard or the PCH, and then it dawns on him. He's like, "Someone else will say yes." Someone will say yes and direct us. Someone who doesn't love Superman as much as I do. I don't know how I'm going to do this movie. We don't have the special effects, but I'm going to save Superman from these corporate suits who will ruin it. And that's why the first Superman was so good because Richard Donner deeply, deeply loves Superman. Mm-hmm. It's the best one ever with Lex right? Luthor. But Lex, my mom lives in Hoboken. 
And then he just looks at his watch and shakes his head because she's going to get nuked. It's hilarious. So now you have people who don't love the characters in charge. Okay, so so it's 1980-something, and this guy, Frank Miller, who's a legend in the comic book world, makes this beautiful comic book, The Dark Knight Returns, which is Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. He's in his 50s. He's no longer Batman. All the superheroes have been forced to quit. Uh, if not, Superman will end their lives. And so Batman is a heavy drinking, bitter. So that's what they're trying to do with Ben Affleck. And if you look at the character, you look at Ben Affleck, you look at the costume, that all works. Where they go off the rails is when this bitter, old, drunk, kind of has-been superhero who's now trying to get it back together for one last hurrah you know i'm putting together a team hey flash you want to join my team hey wonder woman no batman's not the big organizer that doesn't so anyway you you get well i can tell you what kind of happens there because he's the initial organizer but that doesn't really stick and they rushed it they didn't take their time like they did with infinity wars i love how they had a big overarching overarching plan to okay this will happen then that movie then this will be a freestanding but it's all kind of building towards these infinity stones and it's going to be wonderful okay Mm -hmm. we have totally geeked out i love it that was a good (laughs) solid 15 minute geek fest and and i could keep going so could i looking so forward to season three of stranger things oh my god i just is it gonna be weird to watch those kids grow up though i haven't seen season two Oh my god, I loved it. I, I loved I it. I haven't seen I haven't seen season 2 of Stranger Things. I haven't seen The Punisher. We're, we're living in the golden age of television and and movies and I'm having a hard time keeping up. Uh, yes. Are you going to yes. go see The Black Panther? Oh, you know it. Okay. It looks you beautiful. Know it. it looks It looks beautiful. great. It looks really great. Mm-hmm. It looks really great. And then uh you don't have to oh, whatever. Whatever. It's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, OK, so here's what we want to do. This is actually perfect. Time. That'd be like, that'd be that'd be like our first segment. If we were doing this in hunks, uh, gentle listeners, this is where a crappy commercial would go. But we're not doing that to you because we that, love you so for that one eight hundred number you could call to get your taxes resolved. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Joe's towing. Right. Some crap like that okay so this is this is what uh i did a little vlog about it last week and it it really it struck me i thought okay i'm gonna do the i want to do the thing i want to do the interesting thing i want to do the fun thing that no one else is doing um oh did you see the article in the washington times yes and you were the only happy one in it isn't that amazing mm-hmm. okay so if you if you don't know uh, I was interviewed by the Washington Times with a couple of other people, and the and the and the storyline, and this is very interesting because the, the same thing happened to me when I was on Fox Business. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, storyline that people want to perpetuate, and I don't want it to be true, and it hasn't been true so far, so I can't really speak to it. Where if you come out as a conservative uh, comedian, your your career is over. Your career is over. And I just don't believe that. And I think that people are better than that. And I'm a comedian first and I'm political second, yada, yada, yada. So the the, the guy who interviewed me from the from the Times was a great dude. Uh, and the, and he, is there anything you want to promote? Yeah, yeah. Loftusparty.com. Not one mention. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, but like, here's the other thing too, right? Like 
you're not a quote unquote conservative comedian. You're like a freedom loving, live and let live, get the government out of my life kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's there's not a lot of social conservatism on this show. <laughs> well, that's uh, I mean, that's where and remember, we were talking about that a couple uh, weeks ago. It's like, yeah. we don't fit in. Mm-mm. We don't fit in. It's the no. Island of Misfit Toys. So. I, actually, I actually saw the greatest tweet ever. I saw somebody said, and I think it was Iowa Hawk blog. Yeah, that guy's good. He's very good. And he put it more succinctly than I've ever been able to put it for myself. I'm too socially liberal for the, the you know, GOP generally. I'm too limited government and fiscally conservative for the Democrats. And I believe in borders, so the libertarians don't want me. <laughs> You know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's this huge issue with any one of the parties that I just don't fit in. Yeah, and, and that's uh, the so he's welcome aboard anytime. That dude is definitely invited to the Loftus Party barbecue. Yep. So um, this interview with the Washington Times, it's all gloom and doom, gloom and doom, and then at the end, I'm like, I'm more excited about this now than when I was a punk rocker in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It like I get I get jazzed about it. I get so excited. It's stupid. I get like okay. stupid puppy excited. So now I, I just did have a, this picture of punk rock Michael in my head. Well, it 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 was bad eighties. It was it was the it was the late eighties. It was. Uh, I got you with a very Ramones look about you. I wish I wish we were that cool. It was more. Remember that song, uh, the Romantics. What I like about you. Yeah. It was more that. Oh, it okay. was more it, – it needed to be more Ramones. Mm-hmm. It needed to be more uh, Clash. But we were like young kids. We were nervous. We would do these cover songs and originals. And we'd play them super fast. So it came across as punk. But we did well. So anyway, um, I, I didn't fit the the mold of the it's all gloom and doom. And then I wanted to do a vlog, which I did uh, last week uh, on on Facebook and the YouTube channel. And, and it was like things that went right in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I was making the list. I, I was just struck by it's going well. Oh, yeah. The, the Trump presidency is going insanely well. And I'm just just looking at uh, looking at the, my list, just the, the, the regulations that he's cut, yep. you know, to unleash small businesses. Well, and not only so, that he's cut, but they've actually pulled 600 and some odd proposal proposed regulations out of consideration it's fantastic i love it and and the and the lower courts mm-hmm. just appointing a, a boatload of judges to the lower courts and that one i've had i've had seen scenes of people like in the new york times they're starting to become aware of that they're like whoa 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 what's up what's up with this so, what's up with this so he's got a great. record number of judges oh no and, and then all, you, and then you yes. throw in you throw in it's 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 really really wonderful. Then you throw in uh, Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The travel ban uh, sticking. Mm-hmm. ISIS has lost ninety uh, like something like ninety four ninety eight percent of its territory. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in the tax cuts and getting us out of the Trans Pacific Partnership. It's it's been a huge year. No, very and good I, year. I, and I think it's going to be a boon, a giant boon to small businesses, to to individuals. It's I, I really think I'm super excited for 2018. Yeah, and and I'm sorry. I'm just wildly entertained 
<laughs> by the blue state governors trying to figure out a way for the folks who won't get a tax break because they pay such high state tax in their deep blue state. Um, and, it, you know, there's a limit on what you're going to be able to claim against that. Um, yeah. Trying to get people to pay their taxes in advance this year um, and all these – oh, trying to shift – those taxes to employer and payroll taxes, so they're not personal taxes. I mean, they are trying to come up with every way around this so that their high tax nanny state can stay intact. And I'm just laughing. <laughs> that is the wonderful thing. And if mm -hmm. I if if I had to make a c comparison, the the Trump administration. The wonderful thing about it is it's like uh, shining a light. People are going to be forced to look at their taxes now. Your money – if you live in California and if you live in New York, your tax dollars are being wasted. They're being wasted on a epic level. Mm -hmm. And now people are going to have to look at that. Did you see the article in the New York Times uh, yesterday about the most expensive tunnel ever made in the history of mankind? Oh, yeah. That was insane it and a lot of it was union-driven too. How, yes, but that's the classic example. And how bad – how bad is the waste when the New York Times is like, this is bad. Actually going to call it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the other thing that just came out is Illinois is another really high tax blue state. Um, yeah. They're losing people in droves. Um, my fear is I live in a nice red state, right? In 2018, I don't want a bunch of those people moving here and voting for the same crap they just left. Well, that is that is the big concern, and that is the wonderful thing about what we're, what we're trying to do. I don't see anybody else trying to be a magnet to draw more people to uh, the island of misfit toys. That is the current right leaning political. I don't even know what to call us. Uh, however, but what happens is, and, and it's classic, uh, people move to California. They move to New York. They vote Democrat. Like, oh yeah, I can take another dollar here, another dollar there. They slowly ruin that state. And then they leave and then they go to a state like Georgia or they go to Texas, you know, a, or, or North or Carolina. State, yep. Yes. Where it's working. And then they go, you know what? We should we should start, you know, getting in more Democrats in charge. And I could do another dollar here. I could do another 50 cents there. And then they slowly ruin that state. It's like what we, we did you not We just learn? need more people. What it, did you not learn? <laughs> it's crazy. I know. And if and if it wasn't happening before our very eyes, mm -hmm. it would be it would be laughable. But we just we we just straight up need need more people and to be aware of it and uh and uh, and to point it out. Mm -hmm. But it's it'll it'll happen. It'll unless unless uh things change, it will happen. But yeah, I, if I well, was and, if I was in Texas, I'd be a nervous Nelly. Well, and the really scary part is, you know. California's homelessness numbers, homelessness, let me try that again, people who don't yeah. have a place to live, um, increase in homelessness there is driving the entire national increase. You know what else just made a uh, little uh, guest starring appearance in California? What? The Plague. What? The Plague. Like the bubonic plague? Yep. And here's a fun one. For your uh, uh, throwback Thursday, uh, uh, leprosy. What? Yup. In California? Yes. People, wow. 
they they're from out of town, let's say. Out of they're town. From, they're from other countries, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you realize you've got a little uh, problem, so you come to uh, America. So leprosy and the plague, two things that we thought were just uh, all done for, just all gone. Well, here's something Governor Moonbeam doesn't need to do again next year, nor does Governor Cuomo. Um, you don't need to pardon a bunch of illegal immigrant criminals to stop them from being deported. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I saw California both is just, just bad. Like, oh my god! Really? Did you just do that? What goodwill did you just? What goodwill did you just build yourself? I just don't understand the appeal on the Democratic side to say I'm going to go all in for illegal immigrants, right? When every single day there's a story about illegal immigrant crime, the Department of Justice says 94% of immigrants in federal prisons are here illegally. Well, that's the other great uh, side effect. Mm-hmm. You have like that that guy who shot, what, Kate Steinle? Right. And manslaughter, whatever, like no trouble for him. So it does present the narrative that, okay, the state of California cares more about the rights of an illegal mm-hmm. uh, than they do about their own citizens. And then yep. once that conversation takes off, then then logic just takes over and it's right. it's irrefutable. You can't <laughs> – I don't see how you uh, how you can get around it and we have to – we have to care about our own citizens first uh, before we we jump in. I had a really great point I was going to make, and it just flew out of my little brain pan so fast. Wow! But that's that's the other other uh, wonderful thing uh, that's happened. You know, once you start talking about these issues, like it's it is the Trump presidency is like a pimple popper. Yeah. And now and a now it's popper. it's out in the open. And that's it's the a other nice wonderful warm thing. Compress to bring everything to the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also with with the media. And I love how the Trump tweeting. I can't get enough of it. I I, I love it. I love it. I love it. When well, he my- goes after the mainstream media with their straight up uh, fabrications and the whole what ifs. Like MSNBC is all is completely based on what if. What if it's true? What if, hey, we have an unnamed sources that says Donald Trump wears a teacup on his head and dances around in women's underwear. What if that's true? What are the implications? Will this do the stock market? And then they're off to the races for like three days and there's never anything there. Nothing Uh ever happens. But there's – it's amazing how long they can keep uh, the left just like whipped up into this froth just on, ooh, what if it is true? What could this mean? How would this affect the Supreme Court? Will teacup manufacturers be affected? You know what they haven't covered at all in the last 48, 72 hours? I have no idea. The Iranian protests. Like literally as of 10 o'clock this morning, there was nothing on MSNBC broadcast or print about these protests going on. Not a thing. Now, let me ask you, and we'll talk about this for a little bit. Uh I don't want to be like Mr. False Advertising. I do want to talk about some more about other things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I guess this fits. This is what this is one of the things we're looking forward to in uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Peter Brady. Uh, <laughs> what's going on in I- I- Iran right now as we record this? 
as as we do this, this is what day three. I believe so. Yes. Which is an amazing development. Mm-hmm. And it's getting bigger. An, it's spreading. boy. I hope so. I I'm a nervous Nelly. To I me, it's too. it's like you really want a Christmas present, and and you look under the tree, and there's a big box, and you're like, ooh, that's probably it, but I'm afraid to look. It's like me in the Justice League. I don't want to look because then the, the reality will whack me. I want I want this to go well in Iran so bad, right? Like I, Saudi Arabia has quietly been making moves, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it on this show. And if you listen to this show, you know what we're talking about. Women don't have to wear the hijab. They can go out after dark. They can drive cars. Mm-hmm. There's a woman who runs the newspaper. They're doing. They're making nice moves in Saudi Arabia. Nothing too. Maybe you could make the argument they're going too fast. However, they're moving or towards the slow. 21st century. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, listen, I, I'm just. I and I say this to my wife all the time. I just need to know we're on the path. Right. I just need to know, and I always get nervous about big upheavals like in Iran. Like I I love that these people are protesting. I love that they want to enter the 21st century. They don't like living under uh, like a theocracy. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally jazzed. I'm so excited for them. I wish I could help. Now here comes the, the, the question because you brought it up. Why is CNN, why are the big news outlets not covering it? Well, they're trying to make it an economic protest when it's not simply economic. So MSNBC has been mum. CNN has done some coverage. Um, They've also covered the completely staged pro-government rallies that the uh, current regime put on in Tehran. But if you go back to 1979, the speed with which that entire country was brought under this theocracy was just insane. I mean, I had it. I, I was going through and a, a young man, tw- or I guess he'd be probably about my age, tweeted a picture of his mother. Oh, I before saw that. the revolution and after the revolution. Beautiful yeah. woman, makeup on in a nurse's uniform. And the next picture, she's covered in a hijab. Mm hmm. And I mean, for for people of that age who I mean, I think you got two things going on and then some people in the middle who maybe maybe aren't as polarized. But if you're a little bit older, right, you know what Iran was like before 1979. Oh, you see pictures. But but we're we're, we're kind of drifting mm -hmm. away from I don't know why CNN and headline news. Why would they not? Give it because they were uh, all in for the Iran deal deal all in. If you go back to the coverage of the Iran deal and what it was supposed to accomplish, CNN was trying to put a bow on it. MSNBC was trying to shove it down your throat. Um, You know, those were all the folks that Ben Rhodes talked about actively manipulating because their foreign their foreign correspondent staff are so young and gullible. That they actually put false information out there about the deal, and the water carriers carried it forward to the American people. And so, I just want to—I just want to put put this in as a little side note mm-hmm. uh, for our listeners. Uh, that's not like conspiracy theory talk. You can you can Google this. You can look. Yep. Uh, ben Rhodes in an interview with the New York Times, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, he was just I, literally it, talking about how easy it is to manipulate the media in this country. Yeah, and it is a I, shocker. The most arrogant thing I, I – I, well, it shouldn't surprise me, right? I can't even read that man's timeline because it makes me so angry. 
Um, oh, and to think that his brother runs CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that is one of the things that spawned, uh, what we're doing, yeah. but yeah. So, so you're saying it's just cause it doesn't fit it the, doesn't the, fit the, the narrative previous, of what well, they wanted. And not only think about how difficult this is going to be. So if you're the, the left, you're supposed to care about human rights and freedom and, and self-determination and quote unquote democracy, right? Yes. I mean, that's, that's what they're supposed to stand for. How hard to swallow would it be if the theocracy is overthrown during the Trump administration with full American support? Well, isn't this I one mean, of those wonderful boom, things? Boom, 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 boom. Heads explode. Isn't this, isn't this the wonderful uh, part about it? How everything has just been flipped? Mm-hmm. The, the party that's supposed to care about the uh, the little people and blah, 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 it, it turns out that mm, they kind of don't. You, uh, and, and, you and have the, women over there whipping off their hijabs and swirling them around in the air and getting the crap beat out of them, and the Women's March says nothing. Yup. Hello. Because, <laughs> because it's not really about women's rights. No. In my opinion. It's and not. When, it's, a, it's about and, abortion. And how is the left – I know they're – like with the tax reform thing, uh, that they're going to try to make it about the rich are getting richer and blah, blah, blah. However, uh, as as things improve, how do you defend your stance of uh, we need to take – we still need to take more of your money. We still need to take oh, more I of your money. They're it's, calling it's it – It's hilarious. They're, they're calling it a tax gift now. This is like yeah. official narr- – this is cracking me up and this is this is one of the things I'm going to enjoy watching them struggle with in 2018. Um, they're calling it a tax gift and encouraging people to just give it back. That's hilarious. Oh my god. I, I literally cried laughing when I saw it. It's like first of all, if I'm going – if I have extra money and I'm going to give, I'm going to give to charities and causes that I believe in and support. Because a yeah. lot of the things the government gives to, say Planned Parenthood, I don't believe in and support. It's, so uh, I'm going to take saw- my money and do my thing with it. I'm not giving it back to you people who spend it like crazy and don't get anything back for it. Did you see that clip of the uh, the Disney girl? Her like grandfather was Roy Disney or whatever, and and she was she did a little video clip for like BuzzFeed or something talking about how my family's going to do very well from this. My family from the tax reform. My family. I'll be able to give that money tax free. And I'm going to make – you know, she was talking about how unfair it was. And I'm like, give it back. Please, by all if means. You don't, seriously, if you are – if you're like a Warren Buffett type or the Disney heiress or someone else is like, this is crazy. The government's giving me all this money. Give it back. Give it back. Give it Every back. Every last penny You don't, you don't have to keep it. it. You can – or give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> I will but put I mean, it to good use. Please year. give it back. But as the average American family, I think said they said on average across all brackets, it's going to boil down to about two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred dollars a month for for a lot of people is a week's worth of groceries, or two weeks worth of groceries, or a car payment. I mean, it's uh, or it's it's two hundred bucks a month. You can put uh, towards your retirement. Exactly. It's two hundred bucks a month. You could invest in something. It's two hundred bucks a month. Maybe that's the two hundred bucks you need uh, to form your little 
private corporation or whatever. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the money that's going to help you start your little uh, dry cleaner on the corner. And it's nobody, nobody is going to convince me that in my little LLC, 10% less in pass through is not a good thing. (laughs) You just you're not going to convince me of that. No. Okay. so here's what I want to do. Uh, as, as we round the, the turn, this is another place where you're not listening to a janky little commercial. You guys, <laughs> That's so cool. we're yeah. pointing out everywhere. The janky little commercial doesn't exist. Okay. So we're I just going it. it's a, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you kind of have to, you have to celebrate what isn't there. You have to listen to the quiet spaces. There you go. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 So we're going to talk about, uh, some of the, the big, uh, events. We're just going to go uh, speed round in here. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel getting so political. The state of late <laughs> night comedy. Boom. Go. I think it's a complete and total joke. I, I think it's just an extension of the Democratic Party. It, it really is. I mean like Shane- literally Chuck Schumer hands his talking points to Jimmy Kimmel's writers. And Kimmel goes out mm-hmm. and cries about it. And, oh, look how brave. And then you've got uh, Jimmy Fallon, who's trying to be cool, getting uh, publicly shamed for and, not being and, a hater. And Taylor Swift. Taylor. She had a good year. Have you heard she any of the, uh, the, new, the new music? I heard a little bit of it. But what cracks me up, again, is she's getting slammed right and left and and – up and down because she never took a stance during the election. Well, Katy Perry did. And you know what? Taylor Swift kicked her ever-living butt in record sales this year. Yeah, and if we're taking sides, I'm 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 team Taylor and not uh wow. and not Katy Perry. You know that what was, I saw? That was the other thing we learned in 217, Michael. It's all about what? the blondes for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, although yes. and I wish I knew the title of it. Um, Deborah Paget was an old movie star back in the day. Mm-hmm. Deborah and I saw a clip on YouTube uh, from a movie she did in 1959. Wow! Uh, she was like, uh, if if she's dance, she's doing the snake dance, blah 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 blah. However, she's like half naked, and she is a hot version of Katy Perry. Really? I was I was watching this clip. Last night, I'm like, what in the Sam Hill is this? It was like the Indian – Some it's some movie. She's trapped by these cult people in 1959, and she's literally wearing this little – it's like glued over her boobies and glued over her butt crack and her little uh, pubic area. And you're like, this was in the movie theaters in 1959. And I look at her like, Deborah Paget is a hot version of Katy Perry. So the uh, the past is always surprising. Oh, oh, we just had a couple people. I was on uh, Twitter. Uh, a couple of the big news stories. There's a dude who's a bus driver who listens to the show. Dude, you made it. You made the show. You wanted us to talk <laughs> about you being a bus driver. You made it. There you go. You're in. That's one of the highlights of 2017. You can come to the Loftus Party Barbecue. Yeah. Oh, and here's another one from uh, from one of our, our followers, uh, uh, a guy, uh, Joe Dick, uh, wants to talk about Rosemarie being rediscovered. We just lost Rosemarie a couple of days ago. Well, we didn't yeah. lose her. We know we know where she is. 
Uh, how she was the lady from the Dick Van Dyke show. No, I remember and I guess Rosemary. She was a child star. I always, I was, I listen when you watch, uh, when you watch episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show, you're like that lady was at death's door during the tapings. Oh, I think she's like. <laughs> There was a tweet from her not too long ago that, like, going into the Christmas season, I'm 94 and looking forward to lots of good stuff. And y'all just need to get your chin up and stop being so silly. Yes. So and she's I'm, in I'm her 90s. That people, and that, I think that's where I got the Deborah Paget thing. Katy Perry, Deborah Paget, mm-hmm. Rosemarie dead at like 90-something, but she had an amazing career. So, yeah, she's one of the celebs that, that we lost. That's our in memoriam. Uh, and, um, but I just want to. I want to celebrate the interactiveness of it. So Joe Dick can also come to the barbecue. Um, you know what? Joe's on the fence. <laughs> Joe does. Joe's one of those. I have. I have a buddy of mine uh, who's a lawyer, and is always. And as and I, I'm not saying Joe Dick's a, a lawyer. However, that dude. How many mentions did he just get? I'm not going to say his name anymore. He does a lot of contrarian things. If you yes. say. If you say, ooh, laptops are awesome, he's like, well, a real laptop, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of bores me. Mm-hmm. So watch it, Joe. Uh, you don't have to be contrary bear uh, the whole time. Uh, okay. Going on to – oh, my gosh. We got to talk about these. Oh, and do, I, did do, wish, do. I did wish John a, a, a merry uh, – a happy new year on the Facebook page because he, of course, showed up again. Okay. <laughs> So, oh Just my gosh, negative Nancy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very easy to beware of the of the negative, beware of the dark side. Uh, okay, here's we got one from Facebook. Uh, Mad Mike Hughes cancels his rocket launch to prove the Earth is flat. This is from the Desert what? Sun. Somebody on Facebook says that we need to talk about this on the cast. So uh, I'm doing it. This is funny. The flat earthers, uh, like it's a real thing. They're back? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, so – and this is this is hilarious. I think some rapper started it, this whole flat earth thing. So they wanted to send a, a rocket into outer space. Mm-hmm. Not even outer space. They wanted to send a rocket up to take a picture of, of, the, of the earth being flat. They wanted to get up to – they wanted to reach an altitude of like uh, 15,000 feet. So they were raising money. Getting somebody to go in a rocket, blah, blah, blah. And then someone pointed out to them, hey, morons, a plane flies at 30,000 feet and there's windows. Buy a plane ticket. Oh, my God. So that's just – that's that's the the flat earth uh, update from Well, and I mo- suppose from 15,000 feet, the earth might look kind of flat, but you can't see the whole thing. Yes, and so why raise thousands of dollars and get a rocket permit when you can just uh, hop on a plane? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh someone else just, just sent us this one. Uh, the solar system's first interstellar visitor dazzles scientists. Astronomers, uh, they found an asteroid that zipped through the solar system. This is a NASA story. It's this big, giant uh, asteroid that looks – it's like a cigar, a cigar-shaped thing. That's way interesting. So hey, you kind of scary. You Thank God it didn't hit us. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, and let's and that's that's one of the other things I'm looking forward to uh, in 2018 is uh, is what's going on with the whole UFO thing. So I want to give a shout out uh, to Will Kelly, Tanya Goodson. Tanya had two stories uh, that made the cast. 
Oh, God nice. bless. Other big things uh, from 2017. I thought the solar eclipse was pretty cool. I actually got outside and took a look at that. That was a lot of fun. Yep. Like and you know that. what I hate? And this mm-hmm. is a this is a great thing. Like, uh, you know, we had the glasses and all that stuff. Everyone, uh, the writing staff of this, the TV show, a lot of the producers, we all went outside. One of the writers, uh, she bought the glasses for everybody. Oh, so, how nice. So your instinct is you go outside, you look up at the sky, and you go, okay, there's the sun. Okay, then you grab the glasses. So that's what I think everyone on planet Earth did. And this is what I can't stand about the media bias. Uh, They take these pictures of Donald Trump and Melania coming outside. Trump looks up at the sky and goes, yep, there's the sun. And that's the picture they run with. Like, look how stupid the president is. He's going to stare at the eclipse without the glasses. It's like you're going out of your way to mislead me. And that's what drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just to the point where if I read a headline and it's just it's too much. Right. I just go on by it. I won't I I won't even give it a click anymore. Like there was one on CNN today. So you have protests in Iran. Right. You have bunches of stuff going on and we're going to write an op ed about we think Donald Trump should get a pet. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't then there care was if he has a one. pet. If he doesn't like pets, he shouldn't have one. That's awful. And the, like the Washington Post did one recently, like on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, about how Jesus isn't real. Like that's just tacky, man. That's just super tacky. Oh, no, no, no. Now do Muhammad. That's exactly right. Yep. That's exactly right. If you want to talk about uh, truth and religion, let's let's see that Muhammad cartoon. Let's see your uh, artist depiction, and then whatever. There's, you know, that you know. There's tons of uh, artistic depictions of Muhammad. Yep. Tons of them mm-hmm. from hundreds of years ago. That's like a relatively new thing. Okay. Uh, continuing on with more stories that just excite me. Uh, Tesla. I can't say enough good things about uh, e- Elon Musk. I-, I want that guy to succeed. That that electric that electric roadster he's coming out with the fact the fastest production car ever made that's amazing uh the the new models of the tesla are amazing the the stuff that he's doing with his rocket company man i want this guy uh to keep succeeding i'm a little worried i'm a little worried about the financing uh, of uh, elon musk but i hope he's okay he he seems like yeah he'll be all right well it's it's always scary when you start selling cars before the cars are ready when you start when you like, hey, do a pre-order thing. Uh, you, you know, no, just just make the cars and sell them. That's I, all I, you have to do, guy. But we're kind of like living in that. Um, what do you call it? Indiegogo and Kickstarter world now. Yeah. Where people are getting a little more used to that. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I hope so. I hope his financial house is in order. I hope he's making a lot of money off of his rocket launches. And it's just it's it's scary. Uh, I saw that movie Tucker. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, which I, and that's what that guy did. He's like, okay, you purchase a car from me, then I'll make the car and then just give it to you. So you're, it, it's just, it seems janky. Ooh, this is a big story we got to talk about. iPhone, the iPhone 10, yeah, and Apple, Apple saying, hey, we dial back the performance on old phones. Not they happy. Admitted, 
I'm not happy either. It almost seems it dances right on the border of legit. Like, hey, your older phone, it's, it's got an older battery, so we kind of slow it down to help your battery life. But here's the thing that kills me about it. Just tell me, hey, you know what? Your, your battery now and your iPhone 6 is probably old, so how about you get a new one? Like, I didn't even know you could replace the battery in an iPhone. Neither did I. Yeah. So I guess uh, for the next year, you go into the, the Apple store, you get like a $29 discount to replace your battery. And Which your I'm battery is what, like almost as expensive as a phone? I, I no, don't I think know. I think the battery's like fifty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. I'm I'm totally gonna do it. I love yeah. my iPhone six. I got the six plus. I love it. I love it. I think it. I oh, have you know the seven. I got? The seven's a good phone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think I have I'll the seven. You know what? I'm probably gonna end up getting a ten though, uh, for several reasons. But I don't want to spoil the surprise, so I can't talk about uh, what has me. Very uh, excited about that. Ooh, here's another one. Uh, Donald Trump, three hurricanes on that guy's watch. Yep. Three of them. And America stepped up. Uh, the, the Trump administration, they did their job. The people of Texas and, and Florida, they, we all take care of each other. Hopefully, the if you were the victim of one of those suckers, you're doing all right. Puerto Rico, still a mess. Yep. I guess half the pe- half the people who lost their power still don't have it in Puerto Rico. Well, I mean, that's because that, your infrastructure was falling apart. Ding 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 ding. We have a winner. So now we're popping the we're popping the pimple on that. You got to look inward. Why? Why, you guys? It's almost like somebody was wasting your tax dollars. It's almost like, like if, money was being wasted. If if you know, the private corporations in the states had just let the, oh, I don't know, electrical grid deteriorate to the point of, you know, almost non-performance before the hurricane hit Texas, then guess what? Yeah. They probably still wouldn't have power back either. Right. Exactly. And thank you, Cheryl Atkinson, one of our favorite journalists, for shining a big old bright light on that. Cheryl is fantastic. Yes, she is. And her show, I think, is doing very well. More markets, more markets, more markets. Um, the whole take a knee thing. Guess what? Here's my comment on that. Yawn. Yawn. Yeah. Made I, me I, shut I, off the NFL, so. Well, I really didn't – I didn't have time this year to watch a lot. But I'm a Cleveland fan and uh, the Brownies not doing so good. Not yeah, doing so good. After what the Giants did to Eli, I don't know that I'll ever turn it back on. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. And like we started off the show with college football. College football is always there. There's a purity to it. There's less games. Every game means more. Mm-hmm. There's a real sense of team spirit and camaraderie. And it's a wonderful thing. Yep. Uh, I guess the, the other big story we we should talk about of 2017 uh, is the, the the sexual harassment. It's uh, the uh, it, it continues to go. Well, a bunch of people it, have gone down. A bunch of people have gone down, but you know, I, I read actually a great opinion piece this morning. The, uh, the the Me Too movement itself. First of all, it's led by feckless people like Jill Brand and Nancy Pelosi, who all of a sudden go hem haw when it's one of their colleagues. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know where that's going to go, and it's either going to go to a really scary place or it's just going to go away. Well, I'm glad it kind of slowed down because it was already starting to scare me. It, it was – I already had like – I was getting a serious like pitchfork 
lit torch vibe. Well, yeah, the and then the way Matt Damon was absolutely vilified for saying, y'all, we need to like differentiate between a pat on the rear end and rape. Those are two totally different things. Yes, yes. And, and I agree with Matt Damon. And but I'm me a girl. too. Me, me too. And yeah, it, it and like Joy uh, Vila or Villa, what, however you say her name, who, who's like, ooh, Corey Lewandowski swatted me on the butt. Someone has video of Joy Vila doing the exact same thing to a dude. Yeah, she's, I, at, I just, she's at a wedding reception. Everybody's a little just, buzzed. There's a guy talking and she reaches over and smacks him on the butt a couple times. If and the I, guy's like, yeah, whatever. If I have <laughs> raised my daughters in such a way that they can't vocally object to an undesired advance or set limits with people of the opposite sex, then I have failed as a mother. Yeah. That's going to happen to you and you just have to go, hey, wait a minute. Or not you're cool. funny. Not cool. You know? Yes. OK, it, um, we're going to get but we're going to jump back into in memoriam here. Uh, -oh. uh Tom Petty. Oh, we, yeah. We, uh, yeah, that was a bad one. What's your favorite Tom Petty song? I actually like the um, Traveling Wilburys. Traveling Wilburys, they get, they did a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to. I like the early Tom Petty like stuff, like Damn Orbison the Torpedoes. Yeah. She was an American girl. Just a, he, that guy got a great sound out of his guitar, and he also had a yeah. distinctive voice. Yeah, like you, it, you it had could, a little Bob Dylan to it. Well, and that's what I kind of liked about the Wilburys, right? Because I mean, Roy Orbison, you're never gonna mistake that. Tom Petty, you're never gonna miss. I mean, it just had a bunch of unique vocals in it that I just thought was yeah. great. Okay. I'm just going to go, this is uh, comedians and actors and actors, Jerry Lewis mm. people. You will never ever. And this is once again, uh, I'm like an armchair student of history. Go on to Google and look at the photographs from the 1950s, late forties. You have no idea how popular Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were like shut down times square. Shut down. They were like a Beatles huge. Uh, a lot of people – It's Jerry Lewis is very easy to make fun of. But that dude was really, really a truly gifted comedian. Uh, Jerry Lewis in those old movies uh, makes me laugh. It was a little sad when he got full of himself towards the end. But you know what? You're allowed to. You're allowed to. When you have a certain <laughs> amount of success. Yep. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, God. I loved that show when I was younger. Wasn't it great? It was Oh, oh, Lou, you got spunk, kid. Yeah. I hate spunk. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking through this list. It's now it's <laughs> in memoriam is a drag. Listen to these names. Sam Shepard. Stop. Right. What a fantastic dude. And, and talk about a renaissance man. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal actor, phenomenal playwright, just a wonderful human being, just a cool looking dude. Greg Allman, come on. Harry Dean Stanton, Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, Glenn Campbell. Oh, it's, it's making me sad. It's a drag. Roger Moore? What in the Sam Hill? Jonathan Demi, Bill Pack, Don Rickles. Don Rickles. My goodness. Hugh Hefner. We lost Hugh Hefner. I follow... Uh, 
and I, I want to and I explain this to the podcast people, and I'm gonna I'll explain it on Twitter too. We're, we're I think we're out of time, but this maybe will go a little bit longer. I uh, I, I follow Playboy on on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And I also follow Rolling Stone magazine, and it it just blows my mind how political those things are. Like, and I can understand like why Rolling Stone and Playboy would both need a uh, a reporter to cover politics. However, the you look at their tweets and the stories that they promote, it's like politics way outweighs music mm-hmm. in Rolling Stone. Yep. It's it's shocking. And now uh, that Hugh Hefner's gone, and I'm sure his kids were running it for a long time, way more stories about politics than there are like beautiful women lingerie or sex positions. <laughs> it's now you just back. don't know where to go. For music and sex. You got to dance with the girl that brought you. Like get back to it. And it's too funny. And I will will continue to do this. And and now you know the why. This show – maybe this is a great way to wrap it up. Uh, The Loftus Party podcast, uh, the the website, all of the above, there's going to be – there's going to be geek culture. We're totally going to geek out about Star Wars and Marvel and any other geeky thing that gets us. There's going to be politics. There's going to be sex. There's going to be entertainment. It's it's always amazing to me when I look at the numbers of followers. Then I'll tweet something. You know, I'll do a political one, and there'll be something uh, of of a geeky nature. And then you'll do like, oh, here's a, a sex tip or something like that. We always lose a couple of people. Whenever, whenever something gets a little bit sexual, we always lose a couple, couple of people, and that makes me so happy because those people were wet blankets and they were dorks and they were losers. So I, it makes me happy. I always like to shake them loose. It's like yes. like when a dog gets out of the water and it's got like some grass or something stuck to it, and then it just shakes off. The that's how I feel. Well, that's how I feel. But I mean, here's the thing: they should just understand, right? Just because I want limited government, just because I want to pay lower taxes, just because I want um, education to come back to the local communities and all of that stuff doesn't mean I'm a prude. <laughs> and if all you prudes would just figure that's who out I'm reaching out to. If if all you prudes would just figure out that we're on your side politically, you know, we want smaller government. So we don't have to live by your rules. You don't have to live by ours. But let's get to that place. That is the – that's the Michael Topia of the year right now. That is that is the great one to end our year in review show. Uh, and, and Michael Topia, you do what you want. I do what I want. And as long as nobody's hurting one another, we good. But I don't want to live under the, the iron boot of a socialist party. No. Or – have true social conservatism legislated dig it dig that i want to dance (laughs) yes i want to dance and my boner pants (laughs) oh see there we go and you gotta you gotta have you gotta have the boner pants reference in there somewhere somewhere okay everybody have a great new year uh 2018 is super exciting uh, thank you so much. Episode 100. Episode 100. That's big. We're in the triple digits now, Chipsy. Hey, can only go upward from here. 
<laughs> no, that's just it. It's been going upward. We can that's continue all, to go it, upward. It, it, the, the trajectory, all, all signals are boosted. Up and up, away we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good one, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Peace in the Middle East, which actually might happen now. <laughs> Bye.